Bennett from the pocket. Launches to the end zone. Touchdown. Third and ten from the 11. Travis under pressure. Trying to escape. Able to escape. Turns the corner. Stays it back. Gets to the end Do it every, all the time. Every time. Every time. What's going on, guys? We are back for week four preview. Made it. This is episode 35. Yep. And uh, we're glad you're here watching along. Well, not it's not live, so I guess. But, but Live show one day. One day. One day down the road. Down the road. Yeah. Um, make sure you get that. As always, make sure you guys mm-hmm. are subscribing if you're not already. Three new subscribers to the family. Welcome. Welcome. We open you with big arms. Um, Viewership was up from last episode, which is awesome to see you guys. Continue doing that, as always, because we appreciate it a lot. And it means you're helping us grow the brand and the channel. Help, you know, the more subscribers we get, the more that we're at the top of the page, Mm -hmm. you know, on those YouTube videos. You know, you search a. Search up college football. You might see us up there, but we got to get more subscribers. So keep doing what you're doing. Right, Dylan? Exactly. Hit it right right on the nail. Number 100. We're trying to get to 100 subscribers by the start of the new year. So Yeah. Yeah, we are. And, you know, I think it's very possible. I think it's very realistic. And But we need help. You know, we can't do it alone. Can't do it alone. Remember, I said, well, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, it's just, you know. So close. So well, got a little bit to go. We well, we're, we're at fifty nine. So fifty nine. We're forty one away. So mm-hmm. we got it. We're almost there. Forty one magical people away. Yes, yes. Right. I listen. I said. I like. I said. I don't want to resort to buying pots. But that's exactly know. what I'm thinking, right? Come on. We're like just, we want to. We want to be real. You're doing yourself a disservice if you're not subscribed. Yeah. Come on. You got to do better. Um, but, uh, we are about ready to, uh, uh, announce the big thing. Not mm-hmm. quite yet, but we're almost there. We're very close. We're almost ready. Almost mm-hmm. ready. So, uh, it'll be a cool little rebranding is if you want to call it, but, but that's we're not a, there yet. Yeah. 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 We got some things up our sleeves here. We're going to pull mm-hmm. up the sleeves a little bit and, uh, oh, don't my sleeves. They're coming well, up. Put those, put those away. You know. Okay. Okay. Let's. Let nobody <laughs> wants to see that. You know. Uh, but uh, as you see right there, watch on YouTube, listen along on Spotify, mm. Amazon Music as well. Yeah. Dylan, are you ready for Week Four? Big. Week I'm this so ready. A very good slate of games, mm-hmm. and we are going to talk about all of the big ones. Uh. We got Notre Dame, Ohio State on tap. We're going to be doing Florida State, Clemson, Oregon, yep. Colorado, Penn, Penn State, Iowa, Alabama, Ole Miss. Who's mm-hmm. on upset alert this week? And yeah. as always, we'll finish off some best bets. Three and two last week. So we are now six and four as we roll into week four. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, of course, we got some winners that we're going to yeah. post out. So if you want to make some money, again, that's open. Just saying, you know. over 500. So let's let's keep rolling. Let's yeah. Keep on rolling. All right. Where do you say you ready? Yeah, I'm All excited. Right. Let's go. Well, so we'll hop in right away into the main event game. I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest game. College game day is going to be there. Pat McAfee show is going to be there. It is Notre yeah. Dame, Ohio State. Notre Dame is the home team, so I got to flip those around. But that's uh, number six Ohio State at number nine Notre Dame. Seven thirty kick on, I believe NBC Peacock as well. So it'll be a uh, one of many ranked games this week, but this is by far mm-hmm. the biggest game and uh, a true test for both teams because I think both teams right now, I'd say, are playoff, legit playoff contenders. But yeah. I think first thing pops off this page, at least for me, is Notre Dame has a very, I think, 
advantage in the quarterback department. Yeah, clearly, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, I just think Sam Hartman, just the veteran, the experience, Mm -hmm. he's always been someone that can just light you up. And now I think he's been like the one piece missing, I think, for Notre Dame for a long time. And if Notre Dame get a win this week, they'll start to really get it going. Mm -hmm. So, See, now, I absolutely agree with what you had to say there. I think the only other thing that's big of note here is the fact that – Kyle McCord for Ohio State hasn't been terrible so far. He's just – it seems like he hasn't been given full trust of the offense. You know, I was, spe- I was speaking to an Ohio State fan I know, and um, he described it straight up to it, – it seems like um, Ryan Day, the head coach, is just not prepared to give him this, the keys to the offense, which by week four, it's like – I mean, it's it's do or die already. Yeah. I mean, you lose you, this week. I think you're done. I don't think you're done because you still have. This is never out of conference mm-hmm. games or lot not as worse on a loss, mm-hmm. or as if it's a conference game. So you know you still have. Yes, you still got Wisconsin, Penn State, mm-hmm. Michigan on tap. So your season's not over. But Doesn't losing help. to Notre Dame really hurts because for Notre Dame it's pretty much a conference game because every game matters on their schedule. No matter what, you can't yeah. lose a game if you're Notre Dame. So if if a Notre Dame wins this game. And it comes to the wire, Notre Dame is going to get in over Ohio State. It depends, I think, if you're looking down the road, if both yeah. teams are, let's say both teams are 11 and 1, but yeah. Ohio State's playing in it for a conference title game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be obviously, that's been the deciding factor against Notre Dame for years now. So yeah. um, I, I agree, it's been like that for years, but having. Notre Dame have a win over a Big Ten top powerhouse, not just a powerhouse, but you know, a top blue blood, blue blood number six in the country. It's it's That's big, huge. If they win I, this game, and you know, I've I like Notre Dame in this spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're three point underdogs right now, or is it three? You might have gone to three and a half. No, it's still three. Yeah, it's three um, points. I would go back to you saying Kyle McCord. It's almost like they're not let it, ready for him to – they're not, like, opening it up for him. Yeah. And, you know, he's 815 yards through – he's 53 of 76, six touchdowns. He does have the pick. But, you know, they haven't had to rely on him as much. They haven't played anybody. Yeah. So maybe they've just been kind of waiting. You take it game by game. Mm-hmm. Because you know each game is different, you're not going to just you don't want to reveal your hand against lower end opponents. So maybe they op- open it up a little bit more this week. Yeah, I think it's important to understand that you have a very big advantage in the weapons department. If you're Ohio State, you have a Buka, you mm-hmm. have Julius Fleming, you have Marvin Harrison, you got running backs in Mayan Williams, Trayvon Henderson, Trayvon Henderson, who's played really well this year. Yeah, like, you've got to be able to take advantage of that. Um, but you know, Notre Dame, I think if you're Notre Dame, you got to be able to take your shots early. I think you got to, um, you know, prove that you're, you know, you're not just here Mm -hmm. to be taken for granted. Um, I think that if they can let, if, uh, Audrey esteem gets going at the Mm -hmm. running back spot, he's been a bell cow for them so far this year in Ohio state's defense, rushing defense hasn't really been tested as much. I think that if they can get him rolling, it's going to be very big. Because even with McCord, I think that offense is still good enough to where you kind of have to play the game. You can almost play the game where uh, you can just the uh, time possession game Mm -hmm. where you're just milking the clock and then you score. And you're like, all you know, Ohio State has had the ball for only like 10 minutes and you're looking at Notre Dame's time possession is 20, 23, 24 minutes. It's like where all the time get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the only other thing I'd say to Ohio State with the um because there's the whole quarterback thing going on with them where Devin Brown, a sophomore, has been given a ton of playing time. I mean, but he's not going to be the he. I don't. No, think he's, he's not very good. They're not going to pull him. They're not going to pull McCord to put Brown in. You would think because he's not very good, but um, he got. Three attempts in the Iowa game, 13 attempts in the Youngtown State, and four attempts against Western Kentucky. And, you know, Youngtown State, 
they didn't blow them out. They won thirty five no. to seven, which is I mean, yeah, but yeah, that's my only thing with Ohio State is is are they actually not a hundred percent? I think they Kyle, just Kyle uh, um Kyle McCord. Like I bleeding. just think it's just an unproven quarterback that yeah. you know we're so accustomed to these Ohio State QBs that just come in and mm-hmm. just hop in as if they've never left. You know, you mean yeah. it, was, it was Cardell Jones, JT Barrett, mm-hmm. CJ Stroud. I'm sure I'm yeah. missing one in between there. Who am I missing? Uh Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, RIP. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins, like these guys just hopped right in and then it was mm-hmm. like I mean, it's a, they just never miss a beat, you know? Like, yeah. this is, like, one of the fr- first years in a while where it's, like, a lot of big shoes to fill at the quarterback position, you know? Yeah. Replacing a Heisman finalist, back-to-back Heisman finalist, C.J. Stroud, and, you know, can't, is McCord the guy? Mm-hmm. We're going to find out this week because he's got to be able to show that he's able to work on the road because this is yeah. not going to be the only last – big road test he has. He still has to go to Camp Randall. He still mm-hmm. has to go to Michigan Stadium. You know, yep. get Penn State at home, but that's no walk in the park. Penn State has one of the mm-hmm. top defenses in the country. Yeah. This is a very big test, and Notre Dame is defense is very good. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be a very big test. For yeah. him. I mean, Notre Dame is only allowing just about over 120 yards passing and just over 100 rushing. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting a lot on them. Vice versa, Ohio State giving up just under, just over 80 yards a game in the rushing. And as I just said a little bit ago, like if they can get in order to get the run game going, that's going to be big time. Yeah. Because yeah, absolutely. Huge. So I think this is a very, this could be a very tight game. Do you think it's <laughs> going to be a high scoring affair or a lower end game last like it was last year? It was 21 10. I mean, I think it comes down to one thing. One thing is that if it will be a high-scoring game if Ohio State can move the ball, right? If they can move the ball consistently on Notre Dame, this is going to be a really high-scoring game. If they can't, I think Notre Dame slows it down. They -hmm. turn it into a possession game, and they just hold the ball for as long as possible. Yeah. But if Ohio State can move, it's going to be like, Sam Hartman Heisman finalist kind of day, right? You know what I mean? And I mean, I would be. I think another big key would be if Ohio State's able to turn the ball, like force turnovers, especially yeah. if they can get like Hartman under duress and make him bad, make some bad decisions. He hasn't mm-hmm. thrown a pick yet this year. Yeah, so that's going to be a big thing. I think Hartman's too good of a quarterback to like. You have yeah. to do something. And- in- I'll be interested yeah. to see how Jim Knowles draws up some sort of game plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got guys on that defense. So yeah. is the secondary as good as it's been in years past? No. But I think they're able to hold up enough. I would hope so for them because this is probably the best offense they'll face all year. This team has scored 40 points in every single game they've played this year. Yeah. They went to NC State and put up 45 on them. Like Notre Notre Dame is not is not the same Notre Dame team from last year. This team, no. they they found their guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it sucks for Notre Dame fans that you know they're only going to be able to get one year of Sam Hartman, but like he legitimately should be in the absolutely in the Heisman race right now. I mean, if you win this weekend, he will. A big I mean, performance, yes. Yeah. You know, he's got just over a thousand yards, thirteen touchdowns, no interceptions it looks like he has no turnovers either at all no fumble yeah. nothing i am um, obviously they haven't played the strongest competition but but hey you this, just got to do what you got to do and notre dame's looking for the first uh win against ohio state since 1936 so this is a big game for them that, that was that before america time. entered world war ii think about that that is a long time. Last time the Irish were in it, beat a game, beat Ohio State, was before the United States was in World War II. That is crazy. Yeah. That's why. Fun fact of the day right there for Dylan. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Thank Good you. Job. Thank you. Um, My final point before we do a prediction, I think. Yeah. Um, I was saying, you know, they got to get deep. You know, they got to be able to get pressure. I think that's going to be yeah. the biggest thing. It's can Ohio State fork get pressure? on mm-hmm. 
heart and make it yeah. speed things up maybe or just make bad decisions. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you got to rely on guys like Steel Chambers, Tommy Eichenberg, uh, JT Tumaloal. If I just said that right, that's massive. That's amazing. By Jack the way. Sawyer also. Like those guys have got to create havoc. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, recently in big games like this, they have. So mm-hmm. are they going to be able to step up is yeah. going to be your big question. Um, you have any final points before we move on to, or get a prediction in? I'm ready. I'm ready. What are your What's your prediction going into this? They're over under 55 and a half, three-point favorites. Ohio State is on the road. I expect a very split crowd as far as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. Ohio State, no, fans. Ohio State fans travel really well. And a lot Not of visiting teams fill up that stadium yeah so what is your prediction it's gonna be a little bit of a crazy one a lot of people aren't gonna be expecting this but i'm going notre dame 38 ohio state 24 okay my reason behind this is ohio state for every game they played this season has come out completely flat if this trend continues like i believe it will they they're gonna fall they're gonna fall behind way too quickly this notre dame offense is too good Mm-hmm. To not con- consecutively put up points, I think the bigger uh, hot take I have here is Notre Dame does not score forty points in a game. I have also have Notre Dame winning outright thirty three twenty four. I think it's a very yeah. close game. I think mm-hmm. Notre Dame gets a late field goal to really put it out of hand. Yeah, and, um, Ohio State just runs out of time. I think Notre Dame's uh, defense steps up. And uh, Hartman plays like it's another day. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is I think we're going to see like the the first quarter is going to be Notre Dame's going to be up 14 3 because Ohio State, you know, that like Notre Dame's going to win the win the toss and Ohio State's just going to come out flat on their first drive Mm -hmm. and Notre Dame's going to go right down the field and score. It'll be interesting to see how Ohio State's offensively like tries to like go about it because. Do you try to, you know, on the road, do you try to get the run game going early or do you try to get a couple of nice – I think what I think they'll try to do is young quarterback, either they'll do run game or what I think they're going to do is just a couple easy throws, get him yeah. acclimated some, and then, you know, get to work that way. But I think veteran at the quarterback spot is just too much um, outweighing – I don't know. Now, let me restart. I think yep. just too much of experience at the quarterback position for Hartman mm-hmm. is just what's going to be the ultimate factor and why Notre Dame wins. Yep. All right. So we will move on to Dylan's game. Well, oh, yeah. Dylan's game. Florida oh, State, God. Clemson, noon kick. Dabo's got that drip. And uh, yeah. Yeah, at Clemson, guys, noon kick. Yeah. Everyone thought it was going to be the night game, but Clemson slips up early, mm-hmm. you know, against Duke. Well, didn't slip up. Got their tail ends. Got their butts kicked. They got they their got, butts kicked. They got think. whipped. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have, you had Charleston Southern. Didn't look crazy good in the first half. Ended yeah. up blowing it out on them. But, you know, it's going to be a very big, big game in the – sense that you know you have two coaches that have two completely different ideologies you have Dabo who's the big traditionalist doesn't use the NIL doesn't like the NIL stuff doesn't Mm -hmm. use the portal and um and you got Norvell who's made his whole like renaissance at Florida State his resurgence to getting this program back has been through the portal you know you get guys like Jaheim Bell you get guys like Keon Coleman I know there's more Dylan will talk about oh, something, but like those two are more. just the two big guys, like that just pop off first. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. If Dabo loses this, two losses for a Clemson team before September is over is something. If I told you that three years ago when Clemson was in the were they in the college football playoff then? Yeah. Yep. They were in the college football playoff. I tell you, three years from now, you guys will be two and two heading into October. And they'd laugh at me. Yeah. And they say, you silly Georgia fan. And I say, 
hickory dickory dock. <laughs> Dabo's clock is out. So yeah. just saying. Dylan, I'll let you have your spiel now. Okay. Um, what's the biggest things to note in this game? For me, it's what will Clemson's offense really be able to do against Florida State? The last time they played a good defense this year, Kid uh, Kid Klubnik looked terrible, quite frankly. He looked lost. The offense didn't look like they had no idea what they were doing. So I think they'll probably rely pretty hard on the run game with Will Shipley, especially since he played really well against FSU last year. Mm-hmm. But even after last week's, you know, debacle debacle against um, Boston College, I still think Florida State's the better team here. I think they just have better weapons. They have all around that, you know, they have a ton of NFL talent at a lot of positions that I don't think Clemson does. I think this is probably one of the least talented Clemson teams we've seen in a long time. Yep. And, you know, I don't want to sound, because I know we'll probably people say I'm a biased Florida State fan, but I do really think Florida State has this game. I think it will end up being a lot closer than I think some people online think, but I I think Florida State's going to win this game. So I will say um, if there was any blueprint on maybe how to take the Knolls down, it yeah. would be from last week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Boston College quarterback is not most talented, but he's yeah. also able – he's pretty mobile. He's mm-hmm. able to move around be a little shifty. You yeah. know, and, you know, you have Kate Klubnik, who's a pretty athletic guy. He can – he's, he's <laughs> I think, a threat enough. Yeah to keep you honest. And I think Garrett Riley's knows that it'll be interesting. I just, I just don't think that um, Clemson has the weapons on the outside to keep up. If Florida state turns this into a track me or scores Mm -hmm. gets out early, let's say they're up, you know, 14 to three at the end of the first quarter Mm -hmm. is Clemson going to be able to respond and also, you're just shutting out the crowd at that point. Yeah, because there's a, you know there's two two ways to think about that. You know, you could do that way, or what if Clemson gets ahead, gets a big touchdown, mm-hmm. Florida State gets a field goal, but you know the momentum's crowd's going, Clemson's yeah. got the momentum, and then you know you turn it into a dogfight. I just would need to see a big enough game from K. Klubnik. And again, I just don't see the receiver help that he's going to need. I mean, their leading mm-hmm. receiver only has – he has under 200 yards, and he only yeah. has 13 catches. To be fair, Johnny Wilson's your leading receiver. He's Florida State's leading receiver, and he only has 209 yards. But yeah. he's not the only guy, though. They have Coleman. Mm-hmm. They have Wright. You have Bell. Yeah. Hiking Hi- Williams. And yeah, and then you have Trey Wilson Benson in Wright. the backfield. Yeah, Justin Harlan. Um, I just yeah, – they got, they got guys. And then not to mention, I think Florida State's defense is better, and – Mm-hmm. Uh, I think depth-wise, they just got better depth. They're going to be yeah. able to rotate them in and more. And if Florida State starts turning the football over, though, like they had mm-hmm. last week, Clemson's got a real shot. Yeah. You know, and I think we're doubting Clemson a little bit more than maybe we should because, you know, like I, as sloppy as a start as they've had this year, they're still mm-hmm. – Hanging on by a thread. They are still the top dogs in this conference. Yeah. Hanging on by a thread. Are they right now the best team? No. But if you're looking overall body of work and just mm-hmm. what they've done in this conference as of late, they're still up there. I mean, they are the top team to beat. So unless Florida State can do it, because Florida State had a good team last year. Yeah. You know, and aside from DG Uyangale, they pretty much had the same exact team. Mm-hmm. I mean, so this might be another game where Clemson steals. I mean, you never know. If Jordan Travis gets sped up a little bit and just starts making bad throws like I've seen him do before, yeah. I'm not he's cut it down a lot, but he's still prone to do it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I just, I you know, if you're a Florida State fan, you may be like a little nervous, especially after that Boston College debacle. Yeah, but that you know, bad weather, just one of those games where you know you're gonna get every team's best shot. Now you're like mm-hmm. you guys are right now like the team to beat 
as yeah. of right now, you know, you still have to go out and prove it, but you know, you get big wins against LSU and now you're three, and know, going into conference play, you're going to get everyone's best shot. Yep. This is the benchmark game though, because like, if you can't beat Clemson again, if you fall short again, mm-hmm. where do you go as a program right there? Yeah. So big game for both teams. Mm-hmm. Big. Yeah. Any other input? Uh, not really. I mean, well, this is your game, dude. Let's yeah, go. I, here's the, here's Get fired up, not, Dylan. Let's go. I'm not, I'm not like nervous about it. That's the thing. Oh, you're it's not, I'm not like nervous that like we'll lose or that nervous that like that. It's not that. It's like, um, but I'm, you know, I'm not like, like, you know, so confident we're going to destroy them or anything like that. I just think. Looking at the body of work this year, Florida State just looks a lot better. Like, I I know the Boston College game wasn't great, but I still think our offense looked better in that game than Clemson's offense looked against Duke. Well, I mean, take and that. Our, Riley, I mean, Duke's a hell of a lot better and, team than and, and, Boston you know, College. And we don't we don't get into that dogfight with Boston College if. There isn't a fumble at the one yard line for us. You, know you were I mean? a penalty away from potentially losing that game. Don't get yeah. yeah. But if he doesn't fumble, something he's barely done this year, Trey Benson. Would have, could have, should have. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could say the same thing for the penalty though. Well, Boston College had what eighteen penalties or something like that yeah, for like one hundred and twenty-five yeah. yards. It was almost so two hundred yards. Tossing them, shooting themselves in the foot is at mm-hmm. the very definition right there. So. Yeah. You know, I think that was maybe just a snapshot of what is to come. Can FSU clean up the mistakes before getting into this game? Mm-hmm. I think so. They're getting a 57% chance to win according to ESPN analytics. They are clearly the favorite, but they're only two point favorites right now. Yeah. It had it was like a one and a half point spread mm-hmm. entering the week. It has gone up to two. Um trying to find more stats before we get rolling. I think if Florida State's able to run the ball, it's over. I mean, yeah. If they're able to just set up play action, mm-hmm. oh, it's it's if they can keep the turnovers down, mm-hmm. they're going to be fine. I think they're going to be fine. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we get to the prediction? No, I'm ready to predict. All right. Uh, I'll go first and then I'll okay. let you going to your tirade. Mm-hmm. Uh so I do I have Florida State winning 27 to 17. I think okay. they take advantage early, they jump out early and they mm-hmm. kind of don't look back. I think Clemson cuts it to a uh cuts it to a small enough lead to keep it a game. But I just think it's Clemson's or it's Florida State's game to lose. Yeah, I, I think they, like I said, I think they control it uh, through throughout the entire game. They take the crowd out early, mm-hmm. and uh, they're the better team. Now, yeah. can they show it? That's going to be the big question. But I do think they mm-hmm. do. So, yeah, I have I, I have Florida State winning twenty eight twenty four. Okay, so you closer game. I yeah, I like I said, I think it is going to be a close game just because it's in Clemson. I do think that. Being a noon kickoff, the crowd is going to simmer down after the first quarter. But I do think you'll see people like if Florida State goes up fourteen at the end of the first quarter, right? Yeah. Crowd's not going to be an issue. No. Because those people are not going to sit in the sun all day for that. No. They're going to be like fire Dabo Sweeney, and they're going to walk out of the stadium. <laughs> but. I do think Clemson, specifically Will Shipley, the running back, um, he's been fantastic against Florida State in his two games he's played against them. And I think they're going to lean heavy on them. So I think they'll be able to keep up score-wise. But I do think Florida State just is the more talented roster. So I think they'll pull it out. It'll be a big win for the North. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. All right, moving on. So now we got Bama Ole Miss. Another oh, yeah. one of those not really know what to think of it games. 
Um, you know, this is at Bama. Uh, yep. They are currently seven-point favorites, six and a half, so uh, over under 55. Both teams come in ranked. Ole Miss 15th, Alabama 13th. And um, first and foremost, if Lane Kiffin beats Bama, <laughs> get hop on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Lane Train, it will be type. I'm so, just going to say, if, if, if um, Ole Miss beats Alabama – if you go onto those Alabama message boards, oh. they will legitimately be set, talking about setting up a GoFundMe to get Saban fired. Like they will be I, so mad because that's what they do. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that's yeah. How would have told you? Now, if I go back in time, Bama and Clemson are going to be have two losses by October. Yeah, the two perennial powerhouses. They were slaying each other. It was like watching a Rocky movie. Like one, two, three, and four. They just kept playing each other. And now they're both going to be out of the playoff race by September. Can you imagine telling an Alabama or Clemson fan four years ago that, hey, um, both your teams not only will be outside the top 10, but Clemson, you're unranked in Alabama. Everybody thinks you're ranked too high. Yeah. If this is the one year Kiffin has to beat Bam or save. Yeah. If he can't beat him this year, he's got a better quarterback. I mean, Milrow's going back, but I they have Jackson Dart. You still have Spencer Sanderson on your bench, which is, I think, mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, I think their defense is good enough. I'm not saying – I still think Bama's defense is better than Ole Miss's. Yeah. But I think Ole Miss's defense is good enough to limit the play, explosive plays. Mm-hmm. Now, can they go on the road and do it? They haven't won there since, I think, 2015. Yeah. 2014, 2015, Chad Kelly was yep. there. On a miracle. Well, that was a big play that helped because they won by like two scores. Yeah, no, but it was a miracle they won that game is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. So if they can get it done again, mm-hmm. that'll be a huge win. Because, you know, regardless, yeah. Kiffin's going to be there. You know, regardless. Like, they don't really have expectations at Ole Miss. You know, yeah. they're just kind of like the the – Middle of the pack team always, but in a year where the West is so wide open, this could be a game that just separates them, shoots them up to four and zero. Yeah, rolling right into the uh, conference play. Mm-hmm. Turn around, Bama. More questions. I just a season that you just want to flush and get over with, give up on, just get it out of the window and never look yeah. at it again. But then you got to just keep going into conference play. Imagine two losses going into conference play still. Mm-hmm. Be unfathomable if you're yeah. I say that right? Alabama. But if you're a Bama fan, yeah. And if you're Alabama, this is a huge game. Excuse me, huge game for Milrow because mm-hmm. he has got to be able to have a better game, not turn the ball over like he did against Texas. Yeah, show not only you know the fans, but you know the coaching staff and Saban that listen, you know he's our guy. We don't have any doubts going, sending him out there, mm-hmm. and we got to have a trust in him. Yeah, he has another lackluster game. Oh no! Now we're back to square one again. Yeah, exactly. So, what, what, like, what is your ultimate thought in this game, personally? Because my my immediate thoughts are, this is Ole, this is Ole Miss's game to lose. Like, okay. they should have the advantage. They have the better quarterback. They have. Guys with experience going into here, you got a team that in Alabama, even though it's Alabama, they feel like a wounded animal right now. Yeah, like I'm, Alabama absolutely feels like a gazelle that just got away from a crocodile and is suffering out there on the like on the plains. Wow, that was so in depth. That was I know. pretty awesome right there. Thank you, thank you. But that's what Alabama <laughs> feels like right now. They feel like you know they're like man, you know, I was running crazy just a minute ago. Now I physically cannot run. Yeah. My this has got to be that lion right now. They got to have that lion in them. That mm-hmm. lane train. Exactly. Get the, uh, uh, what's Bring the juice? Yes. Come on. You got to have that juice. They Let's need juice it. on the sidelines for this game, man. If they want to win. They might get K- or, uh, Kiffin's kid down there. Oh yeah. Get Trayvon him up Diggs after the rest hydrant. of the year. Get him with the fire hydrant or uh, yeah. fire extinguisher. Just Doing this around it with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I'm taking away is, like I pretty much, like I said, 
they if Kiffin is has to take advantage of this um, year where Bama is down for the mm-hmm. count. Yep. And you got to finish it. You mm-hmm. got to win. You have um, uh, Pete. Oh, crap. What's their defense coordinator name? Look that up real quick for me. Okay. Their DC is was just at Bama last year. Kevin knows Saban. You know, oh, Pete Golding. Pete Golding. Golding. Pete Golding. They both are know what Saban does. Yep. And I just think that you have to take advantage of this. You quarterback mm-hmm. is better. You have a better running back. You have a better receiver. Like everything tilts in your favor. Yeah. Or the only thing you can't do is go for it on your own like 15 yard line on fourth mm-hmm. and 10 and think you're going to just win the game doing this. Yeah. No. And if you have the lead, God forbid, if you have to go conservative, mm-hmm. do so. Do not start just yeah. chucking the pigskin around because you want to make a point. Don't do it. Don't do it. As far as Bama goes, if they want to win, Milrow's got to be able to play his kind of a game. Yeah. I think the coaching staff's got to be able to know, like, listen, he is a running quarterback. Like, let's get yeah. him out of the pocket. Let's get him moving. Bootlegs, option stuff. Like, get the defense spread out. Get him moving, like, where he wants to go. Now he needs to know, listen, my first read's not there. I don't have to go into panic mode. I can mm-hmm. – let me go through my progressions to yeah. find a guy. And, you know, if he can do that, I think they're going to have a really good chance to win. Because I don't think Miller is that poor of a quarterback. I think it's more of just he's so raw and inexperienced because he hasn't played mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. That he just – he has to work on his mechanics stink as far as yeah. just going through the reads – you know, panicking, you know, just playing mm-hmm. the position. I think he needs more time playing it. Yeah. And I, games like this are going to help him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's that. Yeah. I also think his confidence is struck. I also like, but... I think, I think he probably, if, if, if there's not like a, a suspension or injury happened last week, then I absolutely believe he got his ego hurt badly by getting benched. You could, but you're also now like saying, listen, you know, Saban mm-hmm. says, "Listen, you're our guy. You know, we're nobody yeah. else. It's you're our guy. Take us mm-hmm. to the promised land you now and win." So, for Bama, this is a you have to win to keep your yeah. season alive. This is a playoff game. It's like you know, yeah, yeah. This is your season. However, I have to say, upset. I don't think it's their season. So, you think it's one of these years where two lost teams might get in? No, I think it's one of those years where Alabama is going to the Outback Bowl. Nice, nice. Do they have the Outback Bowl anymore? No, it's called. I a, believe it's called the Reliquest Bowl now. The Reliquest Bowl is going to say show some respect yeah. to Reliquest. I'm sorry, sorry. Come on, you got to do better. Uh, predictions. All right, you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. Uh, a little say so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I already said it. So Ole Miss six and a half point uh, underdogs. Over-under is 55. I'm going to go Ole Miss 33, Alabama 24. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm going <laughs> to say we're going to see some funny stuff in this game. I'm calling it right now. On Ole Miss's first touchdown, they're going to go for two. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's that's just, that's just why I think they, get, they have 33, not because – they kick two field. No, it's because they go for two and they don't get it at the beginning of the game. You know, is it weird that like this is like the undercard because you know yeah. because the whiteout game is that night on CBS as well. So you're mm-hmm. getting this is the CBS B team on this game. B you know team. The, the funny part though is this game is probably more entertaining than the whiteout game. Probably, probably. Yeah. My prediction, I think oh, let's see Bama 30, mm-hmm. Ole Miss 24. Okay. So I think Ole Miss covers. Mm-hmm. I just think maybe – I think Milrow bounces back. Yeah. And has a game. I think 
Ole Miss does something to screw themselves up like they always do. I would mm-hmm. love to see if Ole Miss wins out, right? Because I just want yeah. to see what Kiffin – I'm always here for a Bama downfall. But yeah, you know, I'm also a non-biased journalist. You know, I got to stay in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do think Bama wins. I think their and their time is on the clock. I think they're on the clock, but mm-hmm. they get past this hurdle this weekend. I think if it was at Ole Miss, they would lose. But back no, at I can home, understand that, but I just think – I, like I looking not, right now, this game hasn't even sold well for Alabama. You can get a ticket for fifty bucks. Yeah, I mean, I would not be shocked if Ole Miss wins. I yeah. will say that though. So, mm-hmm. all right, we're gonna move on. Yeah, Oregon, Colorado, twenty-one point underdog. Colorado's coming. Prime mm-hmm. is here, and they're heading up to Eugene. Yeah, where the duckies will quack quack, and. uh Two very explosive offenses, two elite quarterbacks, um, both potentially having Heisman moment games this weekend. Yeah. I think the spread is 21 and the over-under was at 70. Mm-hmm. Something. Oh, excuse me. Uh, over-under is 69. Nice. 69. Oregon is a 21-point favorite. Mm-hmm. And uh, first thoughts just pop off is that Bo Nix is going to have a really good game. Yeah. And Oregon is going to run all over this team. Mm-hmm. Those are my initial thoughts. Yeah, no, I think the exact same thing, especially since Colorado is going to be down Travis Hunter for, uh, you know, for cornerback. That is a massive blow. Yeah. For that defense like that, that hurts. That really does hurt them, especially since, you know, we've seen it all year. Their defense isn't I mean, that great? Either. They're they're allowing almost 300 yards in the air on defense mm-hmm. anyway, and they're also there's like they're 33 all, points they're averaging on defense giving up. They're allowing almost 200 yards on the ground a game. Yeah. So that right there tells me that mm-hmm. that's already a mismatch. Yeah, they they give up a ton of rushing yards every game, and now you're down your number one cornerback like man this is just a recipe to uh, for, like a recipe for disaster for Colorado like it's going and i think the worst thing is for them because they're going into this game where you have so much attention on Deion Sanders in this team right now right yeah so if this was any other coach who had done the same thing this year and you lose to Oregon like this there is absolutely nobody disrespecting you there's no. nobody who's going to be like, man, what a letdown. It's going to be like, no, that's a normal result for a first-year head coach going into Eugene. It's just one, It's just the popularity that Colorado has gotten mm-hmm. since Deion Sanders has taken over as the coach. Yeah. It's been something that you don't see often in the sport. But I just think that every team meets its match. Yeah, And it's just, just one of those games where I think that they're just – they just have to know that Oregon's the better team. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a crazy team effort if Colorado pulls wins this, out, this game. Yeah. I mean, they are severely limited as far as the run game goes. They don't run the ball at all well. They mm-hmm. can't stop the run well, and they yep. don't have depth on the mm-hmm. both on the offensive line and the uh, defensive line. Shadora Sanders has been sacked 16 times already this year. Yeah, Oregon leads the Pac-12, I believe, in sacks, or is at least top three. Mm-hmm. Vice versa, Colorado is, I think, the top team in the Pac-12 as far as interceptions go. So, Bo Nix, well, you know, they still have Shiloh Sanders. So, yeah, he's good. And they still got um, some other guys. But, you know, Travis Hunter obviously not being there is mm-hmm. big. He's not even – they're leading receivers, so they're going to need you know guys like Jimmy Horn to step up, Xavier Weaver to really yeah. get going. Again, like it's going to take a huge team effort. They're going to have to create turnovers one way or another. Oregon's one of two teams, them and Penn State, to have not turn the ball over at all this year. Yeah. Uh, and um, that's something that if Oregon just is able to just up and down the field, up and down the field all day long, 
they're just not going to be able to keep up. As yeah. good as Shador Sanders is, it's just too much. Too much Oregon. The defense for Oregon is a lot better. Defensively, they're only allowing just under 130 yards rushing and mm-hmm. only allowing 158.7 passing yards. So you're really not getting anything ever on the ground or in yep. the air. As an offense, I believe they're averaging close to 56 points a game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those games. Now, Bo Nix has got to understand that, listen, the cameras are going to be on. There is going to be a lot of people watching this game. Yeah. Are you going to be able to elevate and make your Heisman moment right here? Heisman stand, you know, like he's going to have some other Heisman moments. He's got, they're at Washington later this year. So we're talking about a big game right there. That will be a massive game. But as far as right now goes, he's got to be able to step up and be like, listen, Colorado's cute story, but we're the team to beat right now. Yeah. Yeah. They're averaging 58 points a game, by the way. That's, Crazy. Now, to be fair, they—I mean—they had to play go to Texas Tech. They had to go to Texas Tech, but they put up thirty-eight. They. Um, but that's at Texas the reason, Tech. That's a tough yeah. game. Yeah, it's a tough game. Um. Yeah. Th- yeah. No, they're 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 gonna win. <laughs> you just. I, I like. I don't. I don't want to be like a. You know. Dude, does Colorado I, yeah. cover the twenty-one? Um. My score prediction had them not covering, so I'm just going to say that. <laughs> well, do you want to just hop right into the prediction? Yeah, I'm ready to hop in, yeah. All right. What is your prediction? I uh, Oregon 45, Colorado 21. All right. So you have them winning by 24. Yep. I have Oregon 40 mm-hmm. to Colorado 24. Okay. Yeah, so you got them. Yeah, you got them covering there, barely. Barely, I think maybe yeah. a late score. Yeah. So Dion trying to hit those betting odds. Yeah, doing the uh, doing the Sean McVay taking the yeah. time out to kick the field goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. So. Yeah, no, I think we have similar thoughts on this game. My, I just don't. I don't I, think this is a good matchup for them at all. No, but you know what it is a good matchup next week when they beat USC. So they're not beating USC, dude. You don't know ball. You're just one of those guys that just doesn't know ball. If you're saying that, don't be a casual, Dylan. Don't hop on the hype of USC. There was some guy on a message board I saw on Twitter. Some USC Mm -hmm. person was telling Shador Sanders to come to. He's like, leave your dad, leave Boulder, come to USC, Trojans. Oh yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. All right, we're gonna hop on Will Ferrell. Hey, don't you act like that's a bad thing. No, that's I'm saying it's a good thing. Go hang out with Will Ferrell. Make sure. Oh no, of course. Let's get uh we'll hop right into this one. Not too much time to spend on this one, but uh another ranked matchup, whiteout game, Penn State versus Mm -hmm. Iowa. Hawkeyes are down forty percent of their total offensive production. Not good. That uh includes their starting tight end and what one of their two of their running backs, so yeah, not good there. However, Cade McNamara still there. They put up forty points last week. Mm-hmm. Who's to say they don't pull something off? Me. Um, up. You just ruined the moment. They're a fifteen-point underdogs. Over under is forty. CBS seven thirty kick. Uh, just off topic. Just think about how like exciting of a game Bama Ole Miss might be. And then you get to hop in and you're going to see a race to 10 points kind of game yeah. here. So that's all I want to say right there. Initial thoughts. Uh, my initial thoughts are Penn State is going to murder this team. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I mean, wow. I, absolutely, I absolutely, I mean, Cade McNamara has four touchdowns to three interceptions. <laughs> He's completed 38 of his 71 attempts. Like, he's Come on. not been good this Let year. Let him have he some fun. So no. He should have stayed at Michigan, man. He would have had more fun as the backup. They're, they're like the kids that's, you know, he's they're just they're he's they're trying their best. Your best know? is not good enough. Listen, they're I'm trying having to tell fun, trying their best. There was it was it the cover three pot or someone. They're having like a race at 325 points for can Iowa get there? 
No. <laughs> they, they can't get there. They have a graphic of them yeah. going up. It's just slowly, surely making progress. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think Penn State, I think it's a not as like high scoring, like blowout kind of game, but I think it's a lower scoring, just kind of like one team's better than the other. I think yeah. Drew Aller is a very good quarterback. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in this conference. Uh, would love to see if Penn State's running backs and Allen and Singleton can get going. They've been kind of like yeah. stuck in the mud a little bit this year. I want to see if they can get rolling some. Um, you know, if you look defensively, both teams are kind of similar. They Both teams don't give up a lot of rushing yards, and they mm-hmm. give up just under 180 yards passing for both teams. Difference is Penn State throws the ball for almost 260 yards a game and yeah. rushes for almost over 200 yards, where Iowa is only averaging about 150 yards and through the air and on the ground. So a very balanced attack, but just not enough not enough offense to keep up. The defense is going to have to create a turnovers and set up Iowa in mm-hmm. good position. And even yeah. then, I don't think – I mean, Penn State hasn't turned the ball over yet this year. I just yeah. – this is just going to be one of those games where it's kind of a snoozer fest, but you know, it's the whiteout. So you got to be a kind of, it's like cool, but you know, well, I think it's, it's going to be one of those just I snooze think, fests. I, well, cause I just think Penn state's going to blow the doors off of them early and then just sit on the ball. Yeah. Just play conservative the entire yeah. second half and their yeah, defense exactly. is good enough where they're not going to give up good enough where they can't, they could do, well, it's not just their defense is good enough. Is Iowa's offense is bad enough that you can just like play conservative and be fine? This is going to be a Penn State's going to win this game. I think. What did I write down? I put. No, actually, I put twenty four twenty, but I'm going to change that mm-hmm. up a little bit because I think that Penn State's going to score twenty four points and Iowa mm-hmm. gets a twenty four ten. Mm-hmm. I think it's the score. I mean, I Penn State hasn't given up more than 15 points this year. Yeah. So, I mean, vice versa, Iowa hasn't given up more than 14. So, lower scoring game, but I think crowd's going to get too much into it. Too yeah. much offense of firepower in this mm-hmm. game, just saying, but in let alone yeah. to this game where Penn State is just a better team on offense, better team on defense. And, you know, it's just one of those games where they're going to lose. It's going to be a 24-10 game. They don't cover. I think that line shooting up to 15, if you buy points, yeah, get it down a little bit. There you go. But it's a two-score win. Yeah, I think I, I got Penn State winning 28-10. to A little bit of a points difference. But I think their offense only scores 21, but they get a defensive score. Okay. Just because – like, I was trying to say, I mean, Iowa's offense is just bad. <laughs> like, it's not even, it's not even like, it's just, it's just not fun to watch. They've never been fun to watch. They've never been fun to watch. And I got to be honest, you know, the race of 300 points, they're actually looking pretty good after last week. But now but, you get to Big Ten play. Yeah, no, they're, they're projected at 15 points this week, and I predict they don't get that. So... Tough, but yeah, I know. I, I just, I, I really don't think it even feels close. No, like I believe it. Like Iowa's first drive ends with a three and out, and they get, they gain three yards on that drive. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like, man, what are they doing? <laughs> and that place will be rocking. Much. Oh yeah, big time. Like they're uh, probably like a false start. They start with a false start. Bucket list item. Mm-hmm. Bucket list. Penn State whiteout game. Oh yeah. All right. All right, we're we going to 143 on. bucks, man. <laughs> there you go. It's worth it. Well, yeah. that's probably before fees, though. Yep. And travel. Yep. So. And hotel, you know, all so, that stuff. Probably over 500. But. Yep. It, it doesn't matter. You can put put the bills and the debt away. It's Penn State White. Mm hmm. Penn State White. All right. Leave the kids at home without parents. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's worth it. All right, we're heading on to upset alert as we always do each and every week. Or yeah. I, but this week, uh, added in some teams that are at home, but are they on upset alert? Mm-hmm. So, UNC at Pitt. 
Texas is at Baylor. Yep. UCLA at Utah. Both teams are ranked. But you, you, uh, UCLA comes in with the better quarterback as far yeah. as experience go, or as far as just, I think, stats and stats go, you know, mm-hmm. vis-a-vis uh, Dante Moore and Tyler, or, uh, Nick Johnson. Yeah. Auburn at A&M. Wisconsin at Purdue. That's a Friday night game. Mm-hmm. And then UCF at Kansas State. Yeah. Um, who out of those teams, what games do you see possibly being the upset game? Last so, week it was Kansas State at Missouri. Yeah. And are there any others? Um, I would say Utah. No. And uh, it was. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, nope, I thought you were talking about this week. Nope, it was just Kansas State. Kansas State yeah. was the only team last week to fall. So, yeah. So so you think Utah? Yeah, this week I'd say Utah and Kansas State are the two that pop out at me. Because this is, if I'm correct, this is UCF's first Big 12 in-conference game. Yeah, but I don't uh, – Plumlee's not playing, though. I don't think. Yeah. I can check that right now. I know he got hurt like two weeks ago. Yeah, he got hurt. He's out. So he's like, "Are you still are you sticking by that?" Yeah. All right. See, that's what you like. You gotta stay by he, your opinions. I mean, the the uh, transfer quarterback played last week. He put up forty eight points. Well, it was against Villanova. That doesn't count. No, but he has experience. Well. We'll see when they go to Kansas State. Little, the little, get... don't hey, listen, the little apple in Manhattan, Kansas. And uh, I hate, I hate to break it to you, also, Will Howard is also questionable. I would take Kansas State, and Treshawn Ward is doubtful. Taking the, give me the Wildcats. I would not take the Wildcats. I would take the Knights. Well, you're just wrong. I can't say when it's thirty-four twenty-eight. I disagree with you. Well, but agreed. the reason I disagree with you is I think this is just a big program moment for UCF. Oh, I forgot. Uh, Oregon State at Washington State also. Yeah, Oregon. Oregon State, come on. Okay, continue. You want to predict winners in this house. Um, what I was going to say is I think um, UCF, for the program, this moment is too big for them not to lose. Okay. And also, I think they went on USA Today and saw the fact that uh, they UF. Uh, USA Today put how to watch UFC versus Kansas State. And they're probably fuming. Or they're probably just a quick chuckle and, and quit, understand the typos happen. Yeah, I, I would I understand typos happen, but they mess up so many times in this article about the <laughs> odds. That's funny. Uh, my game that is... Um, Looking, looking, looking. Wisconsin at Purdue. Wisconsin hasn't looked very good yeah. offensively. Just haven't gotten it going yet. So, you know, Purdue is coming off a tough loss against Syracuse. Mm-hmm. So that's one that stands out. I think Wisconsin holds on, but it's not. It's a very good game. Yeah. You know, Texas at Baylor. Waco at night. That's a 730 kick. Mm-hmm. Never know. Never know. That's one of those places. I'm telling you, you almost saw Utah lose there a couple weeks ago. Yep. And then, you know, can UNC keep it going against a pit team that's reeling some, mm-hmm. you know, back-to-back losses against rivals? You know, yep. can they get going? I think that's a closer game than people think. Mm-hmm. But if I had to choose one that'd be an outright loser, I would say um, probably Wisconsin at Purdue or Texas at Baylor. Texas or Wisconsin I, is high on high upset alert. That Texas one—that's well, hard for me because I think Texas is so, like, because after that last week game where they looked bad against Wyoming, I think, I think there's gonna be one of those games where they're gonna put everything out there to just beat Baylor. Maybe, maybe, but you know, Baylor should have won the game last week. Yeah, or two weeks ago against Utah. Yeah, they and should've. now they get another shot at a bigger team coming in, and mm-hmm. this time it's a familiar foe. You yep. know they're playing on your tent, your rival, term, your house. Yes, um, you know, I think their defense 
will be able to keep them in it for a little bit. I, mm-hmm. If I had to choose, though, I think Texas wins, but I would say if there's any team on hop set alert, it's them in Wisconsin. Yeah. Sure. I think for me, it's it's Utah, Kansas State. But I think, you know, we can all have different opinions. Yeah. That's what it's all about here, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. We will move on to our final segment of the day. And as best mm-hmm. bets, remember, we are six and four so far this year. And uh, we had three and two. That's last a winning week. record. Three and two first week or second mm-hmm. week. We didn't bet week one. Why? Well, I, yeah. I don't know. But week. Week two, we were three and two, three and two this week or last week. This week, I got four plays for you. Kansas State minus three and a half. Give me the Wildcats. Brown. No. Notre Dame plus three. Oregon State mm-hmm. minus two and a half. And then FSU line is now at two. Give me minus two FSU. Yeah. And uh, yeah, four plays. Four winners, and let's have a Saturday. You know, great oh, yeah. play. Georgia at home at night. UAB. Trent Dilfer says that a SEC Saturday, a, a, a night game in the SEC is better than playing in the Super Bowl. No, I got to be honest. That's a crazy statement to make. Nope. Are you serious? It's just wonderful. Maybe, maybe, maybe if it's like a big matchup, but like nope. Night game against Vanderbilt. <laughs> Listen, that atmosphere—the atmosphere is much better than the Super Bowl. Come on, that's 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 coming from Trent. That atmosphere in Vanderbilt. Well, that doesn't count. Vanderbilt in Missouri are about as SEC as Oregon and Washington are to the Big Ten. So, uh, what did I say? Yeah, listen, tough game. Listen, you can't can't uh, mess around with the uh, Alabama Birmingham Blazers. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, they did get absolutely, utterly destroyed last week against I forget who, but yeah, it wasn't even like a power five team. So, but hey, got to go out and take care of business. You know what's the craziest thing about you bringing up Trent Dilfer right now? Is you just now made me realize he's the head coach at UAB. You didn't know that? No. The fighting Dilfs? (laughs) (laughs) Aren't they the Dragons? The Blazers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Blazers. They can't. They can't say dragon anymore. University of Alabama, Alabama, Birmingham Blazers. The University of Alabama at Birmingham. Well, Alabama, Birmingham sounds cooler. Yeah, but you know it is technically the University of Alabama at well, Birmingham. Well, the Fighting Dilfs are gonna have their. Uh, um, uh, I don't even know. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. I know where you're going with this one. They got their hands full this weekend against the dogs because yeah. I think big tune-up game before you head on the road to Auburn. If Auburn beats AM mm-hmm. and Jimbo loses his second game yeah. by October, and Auburn goes back home 4-0 versus 4-0. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um any other points you want to make before we conclude this week's preview? No, I think I think we got everything out of the way. The only other thing I want to add is, let's go Knowles. I was walking back from uh, school today, and mm-hmm. uh, these guys, these two guys, were just blasting bad music. Bad music. Come on, guys. Yeah. Windows down, and this one kid person was. Walking, and he had a Florida State shirt on. And if yeah. anybody doesn't know, I am in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. That's a bad shirt to wear around here. And uh, they just completely, the guys in the cars said a bad word to this person, <laughs> calling him out for that. Yeah. So, you know, if they would have said anything to me, I would have turned around and said something right back. Yeah. And uh, they would have kept driving after that. So, but they didn't. They were. They didn't. So. But yeah, tough time Man. down here. What, what even, could they say? What could they say to a guy wearing a Florida State shirt? Like you're number three in the country. Number three, number eleven four. in the JP poll. Sorry, number four. Number eleven in the JP poll. Yeah, but the JP poll always has like where's Alabama in the JP poll? It's power uh, number eight power ratings, guys. Come on, mm-hmm. number eight. Georgia dropped to three, and that. 
Texas is also number six in the JP pool. No, they're five. No, six. Sorry. Uh, apologize. Yeah. Washington's five. I apologize. I just finished watching that. In. New episode of that comes out later tonight. So, um, But, you know, before we get off here, make sure you guys are subscribing. Keep on subscribing. We had three new subscribers from this past uh, episode on Tuesday. Yep. And uh, want to see more of it. So continue subscribing, mm -hmm. guys. If you haven't already, do so. Watch us on YouTube. Keep the views up. We love seeing viewership. Um, mm -hmm. We do. We really love it. Yes. We love it. Because it means that our stuff isn't just a complete waste of time. It's, you know, mm -hmm. taking time out of the day, you know, to do this, talk football, because that's yeah. what we like doing. Much rather exactly. do this than work. We'll say that. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you guys are watching, helping us out, because then that means mm -hmm. we can get more stuff out for you. Listen on Spotify, on Amazon Music, and uh, let's have a great week four. Go dogs. <laughs> Dang it. You were supposed to say go Nils or something like that. Sorry. I got, I got, oh, I was reading, I was God. reading uh, uh, notes for this week. You gotta be better, dude. I mean, I did the whole oh, thing. I went the wrong way too. Yeah, you make me look bad. Probably make this. Me look bad. Yeah, I went. Hey, I if went it's over bad. audio, they can't even see it. Oh, see, that's weird, though, right? Yeah. There you go. So, mm -hmm. let's all the have a great rolls. week. Go. There you go. There you go. A little late for that. <laughs> a little late. A little late. All right, let's get out of here. Have a great all week, right. four guys. Peace out. Mm -hmm. See ya.